Hey, yo, it's your boy Clue World, and I want to welcome you to Levels to this podcast. It's the season one, episode five, and let me tell y'all, I got an amazing special guest. This guy was hard to track down. He was hard to get, but this is my brother. This is my friend, Justin Dees. Just to let you know, this man is a unicorn. That's what I call him because this man can play anything and everything when I mean it. I mean from production. I mean from gospel to secular and also, this is one of the most inspirational keyboard players I've ever had the opportunity to play with. And um, once again, I welcome y'all to Levels to this podcast. I know y'all could be doing anything else in the world right now, but the fact that you are listening in and you are giving me a little bit time, a little bit of time out of your life, I greatly appreciate it. And we're gonna give you a great show today. So I just want to welcome my brother, this man, Justin Dees. And what's going on, bro? My God, what's good, my brother? <laughs> hey, man, I can't call it, bro. I'm just, I'm just glad to have you in the house, bro. It's been, they don't know the the trials and tribulations we went in to get you here, dog. <laughs> Listen, by God, we here. You know what I mean? <laughs> indeed, indeed, bro. And um, just to give y'all a little background between how I met Justin. So, dang, I met Justin. I want to say uh, from the influences and the opportunity of um, this cultured, cultivated um, evening event called First Fridays. And um, Justin had got a chance to play keys. I heard from my homies like, yo, this man is crazy. I'm like, okay. But what's so crazy about it is I already knew about Justin because I'm a huge YouTube head. <laughs> and I kept seeing him with the greats, some 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 major greats. And I'd be like, who is this dude killing? Just to find out that this man would eventually become my brother, my friend, a person that I can depend on, and one of one of the biggest inspirations in music to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you are incredible. Like, I can't, I can't ever, I would never put nobody up against you, but I definitely would call you awesome people. You already know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> my god appreciate it man thank you sir sandy and, you already, i'm sure the people already know we don't even gotta talk about that <laughs> bro we i mean that's what it is man but with that being said um tell the people a little bit about you man your background and you know how everything started and kicked off of you cool all right so like you said my name is justin dees i am man my mind is going blank i'm 30 years old I almost forgot how old I was. Um, um, I'm like, how old am I? 30. Yep, I'm 30 years old. I am from the East Coast, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, born and raised. Um, I started, I actually didn't start playing until I was like 15. Yeah, I I started about 15 years old. Um, My first opportunity. So I started when I was like 15 and uh, back home, there's this group excuse me, a gospel group that I was playing with, uh, Mike Brown and Focus. Uh, shout out to Mike Brown. My big brothers gave me one of my first opportunities. And um, I was working with him. And then I started, like, traveling. They would do, like, shows. We would do shows throughout the U.S. Then I got my first international uh, trip. So, like, every winter we would go um, over to Italy. And we would be in Italy for, like, almost a month. So we would be there for, like, Christmas, New Year's. Wow. Uh, shows at like different venues, arenas over there. And I did that probably for about 
maybe like five years straight, something like that. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so that was like my first opportunity. But then I moved to Charlotte. Uh, and I was in Charlotte for about, I was in Charlotte for about a good six years. And mm -hmm. um, backtrack, backtrack. Before I moved, I actually started. So the first artist that I worked with was a pop group, Far East Movement. Right, um, right. One of my older bros, he uh, he had went to school out here in L.A. And um, he actually got the call for the gig, but um, he's like a guitar player or whatever. So they needed keys, they needed everything. So he called me and was like, yo, got this pop group. Like, they're they're huge. They're traveling everywhere. If, if you want it, I need you. So I was like, oh, man. Like, so I'm getting prepared for, like, audition and stuff, all that. Never had to audition, nothing. It was just the relationship. You know, right. uh, knowing my capability and everything. So I'll probably say I went through about two passports with them. <laughs> Traveling wow! About, literally about three, four different countries every week because they were just doing shows, festivals, everything. Especially over in like Europe, Asia, they were like huge. Right. So I did that. I worked with them. They don't do shows anymore. We still work together with like production and stuff. But I would mm -hmm. probably travel with them for about at least a good four or five years, um, wow. consistently. But within that time, I moved to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, that's where I got connected with uh the john p key crew and i was uh i was on that probably for about a good three four years as well that's right now my playing mostly i probably learned mostly from home charles south carolina where i'm from we got like a lot of dope players and stuff down yeah. there so that's what i learned but everything else as far as like programming arranging everything it changed my life once i moved to charlotte i got connected i mean i had known cj thompson for a while so between being around him and one of my biggest influences, Evan Bryce. He's one of the greatest. So being yeah, with that crew, with him and Sean, everything. That's why I learned a lot of that. Still to this day, we all close and cool and all that. So that's how it all pretty much started for me. Man, that's crazy, bro. 15? That's dang, bro. That's half the lifetime right there. No, literally. You play like you've been playing since you was four. I am not going <laughs> to lie to you, dog. Seriously, I don't know if y'all have heard this guy play, but this man, I mean, you play parts, you hear parts, you know how to elevate um, what's already there without taking it too much out of where of, of its natural-born nature and what we create. And um shoot, I, I get excited anytime I can even call you and be like, yo, just I need you for a gig. <laughs> Man, and I I always get excited because just playing with you pushes me, you know what I'm saying? Because right. um you you've rocked you I've to see your journey, man, and like I said, to know let's if we start with just John P. Key alone, bro, like that's not an easy gig. And gospel music is not an easy gig, period. It's not a gig, but it's just not easy to play it. Let me tell you how it happened to me. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, it's crazy. I just had somebody ask me the other day, like, how literally, I think it was yesterday when my brother asked me, like, how do you, how do you learn so much music in so little time? Because we were right. talking about it. And I was very honest. I started off. Personally, I've been a procrastinator my whole life. Even in school, <laughs> okay. so that probably helped a lot. Like, no, I don't know. For me, I just work. It's easier for me to like 
procrastinate and work closer to because in my mind, first of all, I never want to fail. So right. that helps me. I feel like if I start longer and take longer, it's easier for me to get distracted by things and yep. I won't take it as serious versus if I got something huge coming up in three days, I know it got to be done. I'm going to be on it because I know I got to know it and it's going to be fresh in my head. Correct. So I, uh, with the John P. Key joint, uh, I have been uh, like just playing around at the church. Like I've been around at the church for like a year and we um, we was always around like working and stuff. And then uh, it was, I forgot who it was at the time. Somebody couldn't do it. So uh, Chris hit me and was like, yo, Pops got a show. Uh, it was like in two days, he was like, I got a show. And I think our first show was like in Chicago. He was like, got a show in Chicago. He wanna know if you can do it. So I was like, oh, okay i mean yeah though i wasn't i not inside i was jumping i'm like damn john king one of the greatest i'm like okay cool like the greatest like, yeah it's gonna be you and evan or whatever you know that's cool i'm like all right cool my very first show evan missed the flight i can't make this up oh god bro it was just <laughs> me my very first john king show. wow just me talking about nervous and scared like so i'm I'm talking to Morgan. I'm like, every single thing you got in the stems put in there. He was like, well, the thing is, everybody plays parts, so we don't have that much stems. So I'm like, oh, God. But it was crazy. Like, luckily, like I said, I had for them two days that he gave me, I was studying everything. Like, and when I when I learned shows parts, I try to learn everybody parts, everybody. Because yep. because of situations like that, you'll never know what could happen. Or, right. you know, what, what the um, situation could be. So I was learning mains. I was learning aux, organ, everything. So I literally <laughs> sat there at the organ with the main and aux, everything around me. I was like, Lord, I'm just praying the whole time. But it was cool. They, they, so of course, there was a few myself because if you know the show, you you know how that can be. My very first one. But I, I say it went very well for that first one. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to last a few years after that. <laughs> right, right, right. They kept me around for a few years. So I guess I did, I did it all right. Bro, you you did you you did a heck of a job because on the outside looking in, I don't know much about John P. Key's operation, but I know he is very um intentional on the people that he allows to play with him and um he holds you guys at a very high standard. And so the fact that you were able to do that, um, it shows that God trusted you with a lot, even though you didn't know that that's what it was gonna be. And also, you know what I'm saying, sometimes if it's too easy for us in the beginning, we don't mature the right way. Some of us feel like, oh, it's gonna always be like this. Then as right. soon as something shake everything up and shift everything up, now we over here looking, you know, we grabbing our pearls and everything like that, you know, like, oh my God. And it's like, nah, bro, like it was always gonna be this difficult. It just wasn't like that in the beginning. That's why um, I'm always grateful for tough entries because it right. sets the bar of where it is I either have to be or where I have to grow to grow to be better from. And um I mean, hey bro, it's it's put you in a lot of places, man. And with that, what all do you do? Because we've talked to you we've talked about you being a a keyboard player, but what all do you do in this day and time in regards to like music? Um so first and foremost, I I always say I'm gonna stop playing, but I've been rethinking that the past year. Not, I don't think I'll ever stop like playing mm -hmm. 
maybe doing tours because that can be draining as you know at some point but you know i can still do the spot days here and there local stuff um just because that's what we love to do that's my passion that's where it all started that's the gift that god gave never took that for granted so you know i'm um i still do that but now i'm mostly focused on like production and writing i'm in the studio a lot and um i'm digging heavy now into like film scoring so i've been i've been in a lot of sessions with that like i i've done some stuff but i always before i really get involved i like to make sure i know what i'm doing especially in heavy situations like that so right. i have a few homies a few um a few friends who like i'll literally go and i'll just sit in sessions and take up the knowledge as much as i can just watch absolutely Yep. everything i can before i'd be like okay here i am you know what i mean because don't want to go down but but that that's my main focus right now that's dope bro because um for where we are in our career a lot of it isn't necessarily sitting down in the classroom and gaining education it's really being an observer sitting back and letting people who do it show you how they do it and then right. you just kind of like sit there and find out the familiar moments and places that you already have in your repertoire and how you can do it yourself. Right. Um, because like, I don't think a lot of people even take into account, like a lot of what y'all paid for, but we always say this all the time. Um, that 30 minutes you paid for, that wasn't just like, you know, some school, some college we went to, that was for you, for anybody that works with you, that was 15 years right. that they have on stage for 30, 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That don't don't even get me on that because that that that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. Whole other that's conversation why the price right is what there. it is. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can, what who are the few who who and besides John, what are some of the accounts that you've worked with in the past? Far East movement. What are some some accounts that the listeners who are listening may have seen you on, may have not even known that you were working on, and all that type of stuff that you can let us know that you've been working on. Or worked up. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh let's see. Uh after Far East, I've done I did Neo, we've done Snow Allegra, um Melanie Fiona, um the Kanye West Sunday service. Right now I'm currently with Charlie Poof. Um this goes on, man. I could keep I hate you know how it goes. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. No, that's yeah, why yeah. that's why I said whatever ones you could. You know what I'm saying? It ain't everybody I mean, business. More, but you know, you know. It's conflicts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all um, niggas don't deserve it. <laughs> yes, Pay me sir. my money. Right, right. But but no, bro, it's so dope. And with that, I I guess I want to ask you, um, since starting from 15 like um what what were some of your influences that even drew you to keys and like you could say um have been influential in your sound in what we hear from you today okay so what started you know i don't think i've ever told this story so the 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 way i started playing i was always like into sports so okay. I played basketball. Go check out my highlights. I'll post the link in the comments below. <laughs> but Let's go. I literally was like, just knew I was going to the NBA. I know it sounds cliche, but like I was in like ninth grade on the varsity team. Like, and Killing. then um, 
I actually, when I, when I was around like 14, 15 or so, um, I had my mom and my siblings, we had actually moved and I lived in Virginia beach for like a year. And you know, like it was nothing bad, but it was like one of those situations where like I was such a family person, so close to family always, anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we stayed, um, there was a piano that was there, and I used to like, I was a little trouble child, and I started getting in trouble and stuff. So, mm-hmm. literally, I don't know how. I always say it was God. Some one day, I just started like I started piano. I was like, hmm, and I would always just go sit there. Didn't know what I was doing, and literally wow. just like touch it, just not just playing nothing. Literally like just tapping it like hmm, okay whatever this is just my way instead of going to do that i'm gonna do this this is a better way to relieve whatever feelings i have right now right one day the very first time i learned how to play i was sitting there and um i was just scrolling watching uh youtube and stuff and i came across mm-hmm. um donnie mcclurgan's we fall down when we get up and i was wow. listening Literally sat there and I just I didn't play the whole song. I just learned note for note. Dun, 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 dun. That was the first thing I literally ever learned how to play. And wow. I was telling my mom, everybody, like, I know how to play piano. This is cool. Anyway, side note. Fast forward. I uh in sports, you know, high school. I actually like kept practicing, got good, moved back home, was back with family, um, started. Um, like I said, back home, the guy gave me a first chance. I would always go, you know, those late night rehearsals. It's school night. It's 1230 at night. I'm sitting right. in the rehearsal up there looking at everybody because music, for some reason, just caught my attention. Like, that was my wow. escape rope for everything else I had going on. It's 1230. Mom calling me, you got school? Where you at? I'm like, oh, I'm at church, you know, like thinking that's, that's an church. excuse, enjoying it. So um, I just kept practicing, started getting good. They started letting me play. And that's actually how it all started so the guy who actually like i said called me for far east one of my homies he was still home during that time and then he moved Mm -hmm. out to la so we always you know stay connected and he uh he gave me that call and once i did that that's when i started like traveling and stuff and that's when i realized oh like like to this podcast there's this levels to this like i'm just thinking i'm going to to just play like I normally do like of course I gotta play but I'm just thinking oh I'm gonna go play whatever I hear whatever I want rehearsals boom oh it's levels to this wow the first um tour that we did when they called me we went to Europe for like I think we're in Asia for like a month we did like Japan all those places and it was uh us crazy random lineup it was us and we were opening up for Neil and during that time that's when D Cobbs was doing the Neo joint. So it was him, right. uh, Monty Nubo. Wow. Um, everybody. And when I saw that show, I was like, that's it. I like, and then I realized because once I started getting involved, like you said, that's when YouTube started taking off. So that's when yep. uh, Cobbs, Darion, Turtle, all of them, you know, they was doing all them covers and they don't. everything and all that. And I used to have, you know how we always do. I used to have all of those joints saved on my laptop desktop. Yes. Like, to walk. We was ripping them. We was ripping them. We was ripping them off. When I saw calls, I was like, 
that's Derek Cause. Like, I'm straight up. I still tell him to this day because that's like my brother, fanboy. I was like, oh my God. After the first show, I went yep. back to the dressing room, like, hey, is, is Derek Cobbs in here? I need to speak to him. Like, no. So I and I tell him I'm giving his flowers publicly. He was like probably my biggest influence before and still to this day after like meeting him. Like wow. If y'all don't know, Derek Cobbs. That's I'm gonna get him, get bro. I, I gotta get him on here, bro, because one of the greatest, the the greatest, the he's you, he's a hidden he's a hidden figure. People don't even know I'm telling the, you. who this man really is. I'm telling you, and everything I'm, y'all don't know it, but everything y'all hearing when y'all go to all these shows, all these award shows, all these D Cobbs, everything y'all hearing D Cobbs. Trust me, y'all hearing D Cobbs. Y'all either hearing D Cobbs, you hearing D Cobb impersonators, children. Look. Nephews, you. <laughs> you hearing it all, bro, and it's crazy because I fanned out on a few. I, what's funny is when I met you, I was like, Nick, I, I know who you are. <laughs> I, I know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've done that with so many people because of YouTube. YouTube is such an amazing invention. Oh my right. gosh, I could watch YouTube more than I watch regular TV because Listen. it was it was incredible and um. Some of your funniest moments are on YouTube. If y'all go look this man up, <laughs> pastors, you better oh. know what key you in, because this man oh. will tell you. <laughs> oh man, I, you lucky I I don't have that clip. I would so put that clip up on right here, now, but right I'm not gonna do it. And I'm people don't even know it. the backstory to that. That's why it's like still to this day. Every time that time comes around. I, I just have to turn off all my notifications because it's either <laughs> the same people or people who just seeing and sharing. And I'm just getting notifications. Bro, tell me, tell us the backstory. Finally, I want to hear the backstory. So we were uh, we were in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was the Kojic AIM convention. Right. And you know how AIM is. It's, it's in the big rooms, thousands of mm -hmm. people. They got all the big screens everywhere. Everywhere. So, it's the beginning of service before mm. praise and worship. The pastor guy who was up there, he was literally supposed to be up to do a prayer. Mm. Now, as you can tell in the video, the little minute clip that it is, he's up there like he's the preacher, hooping and going in. It's just supposed <laughs> to be shine a on. prayer. So yep. before the video even starts, like it's basically people still say that every time they see me, go to the one and hold it. So <laughs> So he, before the video, before Elijah, who recorded the video, even was recording it, he was already up there. Like he kept coming to the organ in front of me and was like slapping the organ. And he was like, y'all follow me. Pay attention. So we're like, what are you talking about? Like, and we looking, and he keeps looking up on the screens, pointing at himself, like saying to the people, we're like, bro. It, and it was before the video, he had already been up there at least 20 minutes. Now, no. mind you, this is the opening prayer. So he's in front what? of the organ, flapping it like, come on now, y'all not listening, follow me. So we're sitting there like, what? So then he keeps saying, before the video, he said it about 10 times, go to the one and hold it. And you can see in the video, we're holding like, we're on the one. The one. And then while he's doing it, he keeps going like this. So we're like, all right, let's follow him. Dun, three, four, dun, dun. And he keeps saying it. So everybody else just stops playing. CJ stops, Devon stops. Everybody's just like, I don't know what you want us to do. So I said... Okay, you want us to go to the one and hold it? I gave him two dry octaves, turned the Leslie switch off, and I sat there, 
and the video don't even do it no justice because the video was about <laughs> no. I probably held it for at least a minute and a half. I literally <laughs> sat there and I just <laughs> gave him two dry offers of one. And once he realized <laughs> that, that prayer ended so fast. Now, mind you, in the moment, none of that was supposed to be like, hey, record this. I didn't know anybody was recording. Right. Literally all like that was real frustration. I <laughs> happened to record it and posted it. I think it got it's, it's got like close to almost a million views now. So Bro. still hey, people sharing and every time I see people <laughs> like, oh, that's the guy I go to the one and hold it. I'm like, Bro. Oh. <laughs> the frustration, the hey, absolute frustration. For a lot of us, though, bro, you did what a lot of us wish we could do. <laughs> some of us, some drummers, will take their cymbals off and walk away. Right. You got some people who will literally just start rapping up. They, I think I see, uh, Lung, uh, it was Young CJ or somebody like that. Somebody grabbed their ears and just start wrapping them up, <laughs> bro. Like literally, it's crazy, but. I'm, we all we all are grateful for um, how church has grown us. It's given us understanding of patience. It's also given us understanding of people agendas and how much um, our time is worth everything that we ask for. Because um, I ain't gonna lie, when it comes to church, like I'll be looking at them not not my church in general, but just churches in general. I'll be like, yo, please understand. Yes, this gift was probably created in this atmosphere, but mm. if you know that I do this for a living, why do you literally try to strip me of everything to die here? Yep. Like, it's crazy. And then y'all got the audacity to be mad at the right. world providing for me because y'all y'all literally look at, it's almost like entitlement. Exactly. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Whole We're nother not even going to do that. <laughs> but, but, God is good, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> but I will ask you this question then. In your in your journey, what do you feel like has sustained you as long as you've been in music? Like what is what what have you used to sustain you in this? Like what was what was that vital kind of like sustaining piece for you? Um I don't know if this is the correct way to answer it, but I'm gonna say I think I think it's my passion, my passion yes. for it. Because like you said, we have those draining situations where it's like, why am I doing this? What, why am I still, why am I still, you know, continuing to put up with this, continuing to do this. But we right. are, but on the flip side, we do also have those situations where it's like, I'm ready. What you need, you taking care of it. So I think that's why I think it's my passion because when we get to those low moments and when we get to those situations where it's like that, honestly because we're in control of what we do we can we can say i'm done like i don't want to do this which i won't say i haven't ever done but because right. of my passion for it and and my heart for it i think that's what keeps me going with it as long as it has absolutely absolutely i feel like it's almost it's almost like it it's it's to some people it may look like a sport because everybody can't do it right um and it takes so much practice to to really get into it but um yeah, man. I mean, I've even had times where I was just like, man. And it's and sometimes it's not even it's not even music in totality. It's sometimes right. just people. It's just it's just treating us not just like just normal worker ants or anything like that. Like, yo, like I I've been I've been preaching this recently to get people to understand like 
you know, just because your name is on the marquee doesn't mean that I work for you. I, I had to change my verbiage years ago to I don't work for anybody. I work for myself, but I work exactly. with people in order to get them to where they're going. Why? Exactly. Because if you're calling me to do a job, it's because you can't do it yourself. Exactly. So that that within itself lets you know that I'm not a musician, but I'm an artist musician. I mm -hmm. what I do. I'm an artist at it. And more than likely, I'm better than you. I might be better than you at what I do than what you do. I'm just still here assisting you. Exactly. No pun intended. But what's, yes. I ain't going to lie. There is, there's a few out there where if we had to literally go neck for neck in regards to where we are, levels to this, where we are in our gifting compared to where they are based upon the the premature and immature way of how people are able to get in the industry today, they can't, I don't care. I'm going to say it, they can't fuck with us. And I, I, I will literally tell, tell a lot of people that myself, like, yo, like, because we're, we're around so many different great artists and we actually connect with a lot of artists who don't get the opportunity and be like, yo, if you had the opportunity, none of these people will exist. Exactly. But the, but the standard is so low. It's so low for the actual talent, and it's so much higher for the trolling and for the whatever makes people gravitate to it in regards to financial gain for the industry, which is trash. But I guess I would say with that, like, if what do you feel like is something in the industry that's not being recognized or not getting enough attention that may be harming harming the industry in some way, shape, or form? Like if that I don't know if that question makes sense, but I do feel like we all as musicians and those who work alongside these quote unquote artists, mm -hmm. there's certain things that we kind of look at and just be like, yo, like this is completely missing from this. And it, if it if it weren't missing, when we work with developed artists, we know we notice that it's there. It's it's available. It's just not put into play. What are, what what would what would you say that is for you? Uh, I guess I don't. It's like a it is and it isn't because I don't want to say there isn't talent, but I think talent is lost. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense because it, it it's it's a, that's a deep because, that's a deep statement. That's what it is. Yeah, like. And I, I won't go as far as to say that nobody has talent, but I mm -hmm. think the talent level is lost, if that makes sense. Like like you said, we we work with those who we know, like, oh, if you if you had the opportunities that this person had, this artist had, mm -hmm. like you said, they'd be out of here. But it as sucky as it is, some some artists, some entertainers or whatever just have are afforded those opportunities, whether it be financially, uh, relationship-wise, easier than others. But right. I think compared to when we look back to now, like the talent level has, I, I don't, that's what I mean when I say lost. I don't want to say gone down because we know that it's still out there. It but, is. We see it. But it's lost because it's not consistent or it's not a quote-unquote standard anymore, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, that when you say that, it makes me think about the fact that how Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan literally just got 
her flowers within the last year or so. But the same flowers she getting now, she should have got when she first started because Jasmine Sullivan didn't do nothing but lose weight. She been killing since she came in the game. She didn't change nothing. Listen, but I'm her weight. I'm and we you. almost thought we lost her for a minute because we yep. really did. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if Jasmine would have gotten, if Jasmine would have, to me, if Jasmine would have gotten her flowers, then I feel like um, the bar would be higher. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have so many, um, so many people in here who are, I, I feel like a lot of people don't have to compete with her because she's so out of range. Mm-hmm. But, the majority of what exists, they do, they, they, they're neck and neck with. Mm. So what they do is they end up turning her into a unicorn and just being like, she's in her different, she's in a different lane all by herself. Facts, facts. Right. And that's the sucky part is they'll end up making somebody almost, they'll give somebody their own lane versus just being like, you know what? We're going to make everybody have to get on this train. Like, nah. <laughs> Because it's not it's not to even say like I love Ella May. She's amazing. But if you really wanted to say her and Jasmine are in the same lane, if you wanted to say Janae is in the same lane, but you won't have a conversation. If you if you had a conversation about the three of them, you would literally divide R R and B up and say, Oh, this is R and B soul. This is R and B experimental. This is contemporary R and B. Like right. nah, it's all R and B. Right, exactly. Just to just to just to try to say it, and it's like I don't even know why I'm on Jasmine Sullivan, but it just blows my mind because it's like lions, tigers, and bears is just yeah. as critical yeah. as the everybody singing it. Those female <laughs> songs, and I know I was. I don't care. I'm gonna speak up for the men. <laughs> I was trying to mimic everything she's doing between right. that and uh. I'm in love. I was trying to sing everything she's doing, mind blown. Like that part. That part, bro. And, and still so, <laughs> and still do because when you look at the quality, the quality was there from not just the singing but the arranging yep. and how the music was created. Like, can't nobody just go and play lions, tigers, and bears? Exactly. It, it it will be kitty cats, dogs, and and, and ants. <laughs> what they playing? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it'll be that exactly. for real. <laughs> but moving on, man, to get more understanding of of you, like if there was one thing you could change um, about your journey, or one thing you can go back and kind of like fix in your journey, is there anything that you would change at all? Because some people, some people feel like every I mean everything was the way it was supposed to be I mean I feel like it is but there's certain things we if we could kind of like just be like mm, I would did that differently I'm gonna tell you what it is for me and it don't got nothing to do with playing it don't got nothing to do with none of that but it's a part of what we do uh-huh. it would be my business Woo! listen come on let's I, get into I, it I had to learn very early like I said, so yeah. started between the first, I'll probably say the first four or five years or so. Like I said, I did all the, and now mind you, I was 19 when I started. So between the Far East stuff and then the uh, 
I did the Rocky joint. Mm -hmm. I was 19, between 19, 22, 23, making so much money. Didn't really have that much bills. I was still, before I moved to Charlotte, I was still home, but right. I didn't like have that much bills stuff because I was always gone. So I just had the simple stuff making so much money, but I never paid attention to the taxes and all the all of that stuff. Roll it out. Roll it out. I came Roll home to the one day, had a letter from the IRS. <laughs> you have 30 days <laughs> to pay us about 40K. I... <laughs> Come on, bro. Somebody going to learn from this. Listen, I'm trying to tell you. that's To me, that's one of the most important things if i ever do like um i mean i do clinics and stuff i've done but that was in the past if i ever got like seriously like how you doing now i want mm -hmm. i'm gonna start a podcast like you and it's it's gonna be the business side of music like that's the always the, the one main thing when people come to me for advice and ask me questions before i even get into the music of things like sincerely from the bottom of my heart that's the first thing i speak on is, is absolutely the absolutely because that's that to me that's the 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 main area where where we uh i guess i'll say fail we fail we fail yes we fail it's the biggest piece don't, don't acknowledge like we a lot of times i know i can speak for myself i won't say everybody but a, a lot of young cats too from the conversations that i have is mm -hmm. we're so eager to get up in into the let's play let's Let's, let's let's uh do the work tour. let's do the yep let's be everywhere yeah, yep. that we we don't think about the most the important part, the business part of it bro you're i'm glad you said that and we're gonna rest we're gonna rest in that let me tell you why because like you said when it comes to mentoring for me and talking to people you know i let people know like you know everybody ain't your friend you know you gotta you have to differentiate um friends and acquaintances mm -hmm. and um and watch people you know what i'm saying you got to watch people my grandma always tell me um little little, little man you know she because i'm always be little to her um she tell me to watch people she tell me to sit on my coat and never let anybody give me a drink that i didn't watch them pour hmm. but that can be that can be expelled in so many ways you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying Mm -hmm. It's so many different terminologies of that, but the business, bro. I remember my dad has always been on my line. He, I think he heard LL Cool J do an interview about how his dad told him that um, in regards to music business, 10% um, of it is what you do in regards to performance and um, interaction with people in general, but the other 90% is music business. Mm -hmm. If you don't handle business right, you be looking crazy for real for real like them taxes first of all the irs don't care what color you are where you live because they'll find you and um they gonna want their coins and they're gonna get their coins and it sucks that a lot of young guys they see the glitz and the glamour and i don't even mean the glitz and the glamour of what we're playing you see a lot of cats out here shopping, wearing this, that, and the third. And I, all respectively, if you earned it and you got the money to get it, for sure do it. But one thing that I learned a long time ago is don't try to keep up with the people that you're with. You know what I'm saying? Keep up keep up with what allows you to still live and exist in your world. Because I remember the first tour I went on, bro, 
the the artist man every time he went to the mall he was dropping dropping money so i'm tr- i'm trying to keep up with him i'm buying this then the third man it wasn't until i got back from we, we directly connected to it and we around it 24 7 it's it's that influence i'm telling you it's bro. that influence bro do not try to keep up where you can't carry out let me let me tell you because when you get back and that rent is due and you look in your bank account try to figure out where all your money went bro ham let me tell you i got a rude awakening I got a rude awakening in that. I got a rude awakening in understanding that you, um, if you don't have somebody that you can um, speak to about your taxes, you keep an eye on your own accounting. If you're not going to be good enough to get a CPA or something like that, and it don't even got to be the best CPA in the world, but somebody to help you keep your eyes on your coins. You, I mean, do did we... Wesley Snipes was a prime example. Listen, <laughs> Wesley. I think he's still Wesley. Sick. He's still <laughs> that boy that lost his head. He ball headed now. But listen, it's IRS don't care who you is. They don't care who you is. Um, I mean, shoot. I, if I'm not mistaken, they after the president, the old president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they after him. They, they ain't exempt. They invaded his house. <laughs> We looking for the receipts, but man, businesses. I, I love that you said that because um, if you don't handle your business, another thing is the less of us that handle don't handle our business is the more that we look like easy targets and we make it harder for those who do handle business right to come into places and for it to not seem foreign to these managers and tour managers and all and accountants when they're like well such and such wasn't like that such and such wasn't educated such and such didn't know that he needed to take care of this or she needed to take care of this like even for me i told you yesterday when we met like now somebody got to get me out the house they got to give a deposit why because if any of these artists wanted to put on a show at a at a um at any type of event place, what do they have to do? Put down a deposit. Mm-hmm. If they if they were getting married and they wanted a photographer to come and take their pictures, what do they have to do? Put down a deposit. Yep. The cake, the food, all that's depositable. Why is my gift any less than that? Why is my time and and me saying yes and no, just like those entities saying yes and no to availability? Why shouldn't that be paid for up front somehow, some way? You ain't got to pay me all my money. But at least give me something that if you say no, and I've said no, I don't sit back and be like, mm, I really want to choke you. Because mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. We've had a lot of them people where you just like, we've said so many no's to so many people. And then you go look at your schedule. Hey, we look up. Yo, so they're not doing the show. And you can't even say to yourself like, you look stupider. Having to say, so do we still get paid? Right, exactly. <laughs> what you mean? Do you still get paid? Did you get it? Did you do anything like that? Mm-hmm. And also, the other thing about business is paper trails. I'm big on everything that I do. Thankfully, thankfully, I have a. I learned another lesson. I learned is to build a team so that I can be an artist. I don't have to be my own manager and all that type of stuff but i can have people manage those things for me talk to those people things people and things for me so that i can just do what i'm supposed to do but it's like that paper trail bro like 
you can have somebody tell, give you the world over phone over the phone, but if you don't have nothing to back it up, you can't even go to court with it unless you recorded the conversation. And we know ain't nobody recording conversation. Well, it's people. It's 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 petty women and men recording <laughs> conversations. You know what right. I'm saying? If you petty, right. no matter what sex you are, you probably recording conversation or two. Right. <laughs> if you got an agenda, but mm-hmm. paper trails, emails that execute. Because emails are actually now the new contracts for us as musicians. If you're just trying to do a poor man's contract, email is everything in that. Yep. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't, I need that in writing. Even if you do tell me on the phone, immediately after we get off the phone, before I, before I accept, I will accept over email. I will, I no longer accept gigs over the phone. Why? Because as simple as I accept it over the phone, they can text me back and be like, you know what, bro? Um, they just canceled. But I just got off the phone with somebody 30 minutes in between that and said no to more money that exactly. I can't get back. Mm-hmm. So I think I thank you for that one because not many people, not even, I'm going to be even more honest about it. It kind of sucks that I didn't hear this from an elder of mine, but mm-hmm. I do I do make sure going into my my elderly season as a musician, I preach this out loud to every musician. I don't care about giving away my gems. I don't care about giving away advice and knowledge. Um, the only thing I care about is it being utilized correctly and it being used utilized professionally. I don't need nothing back in return for it. But if you just if you just taking my advice and you still doing stupid stuff, mm, I don't know. I'm about to charge you next time. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, little bro, little. You know what I'm saying, but I gratefully appreciate you bringing that up, bro. Because the reason why we have most of the battles that we have as artists, musicians today is because there's so many with bad business. Business is second. The playing and the opportunity and the relationship and the kissing asses, everything first. We want, you know, niggas want to be friends and stuff out here before you can get your money up. Then you're wondering why you're getting paid this. And by the time you open up your mouth and say, um, well, this is what I feel like I'm, I should be getting paid. They be looking at you like, but you was cool with this for so long. What changed? They don't like change. So you got to go in there right from the beginning. Exactly. Or we'll pull up at you. <laughs> we'll pull up on you if we need to. And that's one thing I love about my brother. I will pull up <laughs> with my brother and he knows that. He knows that we will. <laughs> we'll pull up because it's serious. We will. We don't want to have to NWA nobody, but time is money because you take time away from your family. You take time. I take time away from my family, and that's the other thing in understanding. Your business is not based upon you alone. It's what you're walking away from. It's what you're taking time away from in order to help somebody else's journey along right. the way. So your business is not necessarily delegated off of what you can do and what you bring but what you're walking away from in order to make somebody else's life experience elevate to where it needs to be so that's the word preached on music business and i can't matter of fact we're gonna figure out a panel somehow some way and let these young guys right really in-depthly understand our stories and also being i'm not another thing i appreciate about you and myself and others, it seems like, you know, we're not scared to say where we messed up, but we oh. fixed it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got a lot of, you got a lot of older guys 
I don't feel like really speak about that because a business is so good, but it's like each one teach one. That's very true. That way, that way we can all, we can all win together. We ain't gotta, we ain't gotta continue to be like, you know, this person getting paid that, but that ain't none of my business. Oh, right. I mean, like, <laughs> is that your bro? Is I mean, I can see if it's if it's a person you don't really rock with, that's fine. But even if it's a person that you don't rock with, if they ask the questions, why not give them the answer? Exactly. At least they ask. Why? Because your bro ain't the one that's gonna ask. Exactly. It really be the bros that be the idiots. I love y'all bros, but some of y'all out here be making us look bad. I say that with love. And I need and I need y'all to understand that. You can and need to do better. We all do. As as together, like I always think about sometimes, even though this is weird, I think about when Kyrie was talking about the NBA and how he was um about the vaccinations and all that type of stuff, right? If the NBA had if if his bros took a united front front and walked away from the NBA and started their own league with the money that they have. All the cable companies will go with them. Literally. All of the all of the money that the NBA has right now would be in a whole nother league. Why? Because what is the industry mostly made out of right now? Musicians. Sex. What is the NBA made out of most right now? Minorities. We're the magic. We are yeah. the magic. If we stepped away, if the singers, if the singers who aren't producers had no producers which are musicians the whole music industry would crumble mm-hmm. right like that that to me is crazy but you have those who don't want to share the information and you have those who don't ask for the information and that's what levels to this podcast was created to do was ask those questions that people are scared to ask right but Moving on from that, getting back to these questions I have for you, man. Um, have you ever? Um, I want to say I'm going to ask you that question. I'm going to ask you this: How did, how important do you feel like relationships are in this industry? Um, I think I kind of touched on this earlier. To me, one of the most important, and I won't even say in this industry. I think that's in life in general. Yes. Correct. But speaking on the industry, I think it's for for me personally, for my um, for my level of contribution and just what I recommend to everybody else is probably the most important. Of course, I always tell people your talent is always going to speak for itself. Like, right. But I think it's those relationships that that sometimes get you in those rooms. But those yep. relationships and calls come from knowing the level of your talent. But like I said, for me personally, any artist I've ever worked with, anything, whether it be live music, production, whatever it is, I've never had to audition for anything. Like, I've never done an audition. It's always been that relationship, whether it be by word mm-hmm. of mouth, direct call, whatever it is, it's those relationships that matter. Man, Justin D's. All, all, it was, what's funny is, yes, you don't need no audition. All it is is <laughs> hoping that some, it's, what it is is it's hoping to get you before you kept accepted something else. That's what it is. It really is like, man, that's, that's that. Cause I remember before, like that was always my hesitation with you mm-hmm. until I finally was like, let me just call him. Forget it. 
<laughs> I was just like, I know he's he's busy. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing that sucks. And I want to preach this out loud again. Don't assume we're busy. You know what I'm saying? Don't assume that you can't afford us. You got to ask the questions because depending on the relationship, depending, I'm a humble dude. I know I, I can see, I can see growth in something very small and know that if I, if I cut this discount here, how much I'll grow in this, in, in this space and also enjoy this music. Because like you said earlier, um, about, you know, wanting to fall back from touring and all that type of stuff. I'm the same way. I'm actually in a place right now in my life where it's like, I really only desire to play gigs where I enjoy the team and I enjoy the music because our brains are like libraries and it has so much music in it and it's hard it's hard to keep adding music to that library and not and not be honest and say that the music that we have there is going to start catching dust and all that type of stuff and it's the reason why I started to say no to certain things because no, I don't want to learn no momentary music from some artists. No disrespect, but I, I've been in the industry a little bit long. I'm going to say a little bit long because over a decade is still a year in mm-hmm. industry years. Right. Um, especially with, the, with COVID. <laughs> but um, like you, we've done it. We've done playing for people. We did First Fridays. It was plenty of people that we played with. Mm-hmm. And thank God we had to play covers. And now, right. and thank you, Kelvin, for not making us play originals. Because if we had to learn original work, and people want to be all complex and experimental, and you like, why do I? Why? Why? Why does it sound like this? Why? Why? Even even in gospel music, you just be like, why? Why is that there? Why is that there? Yeah. Why is that there? And I appreciate First Fridays because First Fridays was like, in order to get on, you know, we may do an original, but don't give it. Don't give us no original. That we right. don't have to that we can't wrap around something that we've already done before. Not because we lazy, because it's just like y'all want us to learn on this original music and then we never hear it. We never hear it, but when we rehearsed it with you and then now you ain't now you done changed your hair, you emu, you're doing rock music, all that music is gone. <laughs> we can't and uh, now but it's in my library and I can't get it out, Lord. Right, right, right. So no offense to people, just understand when I say no, I'm saying no respectively. Respectively. It's yeah. not because I think I'm better than anything, but we've paid our dues. And that's a big thing. Like paying your dues. Young guys, pay pay your dues. Understand that paying dues is never going anywhere. It doesn't mean that you have to be disrespected, taken advantage of. It doesn't mean that you have to um just take the little things. But what you have to do is hold a certain level of integrity and understand that um, not only did we pay dues for ourselves, we paid dues for you, too. The reason why you were able to walk through certain doors and I was able to walk through certain doors is because certain people went through them before us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the the D cops, right. the, 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 the Bryce's, you know what I'm saying? The the Benny Rogers and the Manny's and the Aaron Spears and you know, all of those cats, the Nelsons, like they walked through certain doors and they had to learn certain lessons and we've learned them a little bit faster. And Mm -hmm. I even feel like the next generation will learn them faster because we're not willing to hold as much information back. 
Um, and I want to see these young guys shine. Mm-hmm. But I will call Justin D's on Kings <laughs> first, <laughs> just to see if he's available. <laughs> but I guess an- another question for you is, um, what would you say to someone who's trying to get on the level in which you're on? Like, what what are what are some key points that you would give to somebody to for them trying to gain um, access to where you are today? Um. One would be consistency, meaning um, a a level slash standard that you come in with, that you give, keep it consistent. Um, There are, I've seen situations, been in situations where somebody, you know, you get, you get a new, a new gig or a call or whatever and you come in you know like okay you obviously got the call for a reason you give right. it but it, if, if if it continues some people get too comfortable and don't continue to give the same effort slash input as expected yep. yep so i always say consistency because i'm gonna be the one to say it for everything that you do there's always somebody better to do it as good as whatever you do there's always somebody that's better that can do it there it is bingo that's not to downplay anything that myself i'm confident we're all confident in what we're capable of what we can absolutely but i know that there are plenty of people out there that if we Mm -hmm. were to experience each other it's gonna be somebody else oh somebody else somebody else and that's not downplaying or taking away from our gift or what we're capable of because we can obviously get it done but Mm -hmm. Just know there's always somebody else. So I would say consistency. And um, a main thing I would say would also be, um, how would I put it? Um, I'll say honor. If that makes sense. Mm, that um, makes a lot. <laughs> you deep, Doc. Pause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I would say honor. honor, like, be a man of your word. Yeah. I don't even know if I need to explain it anymore after that. That's, that's, you. a, a lot of men fail at that. In many natures, for sure. No, bro, you, you, you hit, you hit the nail on the head, man. Consistency and honoring, honoring one, one another. But consistency within itself is mm-hmm. is work ethic. It's mm-hmm. being on. It's being. It's understanding that if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Mm-hmm. If your call time is nine o'clock, you need to be there between eight o'clock and eight thirty, just so mm-hmm. that you can find out. You can know what the parking situation is. You can know what the distance of getting in and and doing certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's why I'm very clear as a leader. I let people know. This is the time you should show up. This is the downbeat. Let me mm-hmm. emphasize, let me let me give you the definition of downbeat. Downbeat means where where sound is being made and work really starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if we were working if we were working at McDonald's, you can't you can't pull up and your shift start at eight o'clock. You can't pull up at eight o'clock. <laughs> They're expecting you to pull up at seven fifty five, seven fifty. So what makes this any different? But what sucks is a lot of us get 
you know, we get lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing is don't let what an artist does get you to thinking that you can do the same thing. Not saying that, yeah, if an artist is always late, you know what I'm saying? You keep rushing out the house. No, you talk to somebody, but you also get people to understand that time is money. So if mm-hmm. I'm getting here early, my price may go up the longer that I got to wait. Right. Or what you do is if they want to stay later, you put the price on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, if y'all want me to stay an hour later, y'all going to have to add a little bit more money. Why? Because I was here on time early. Exactly. And I did my job. Y'all was late. And I didn't call this rehearsal. I didn't call this show or this event. I was here to assist with y'all doing. You know what I'm saying? But man, bro, like, and just honoring, honoring our the jobs. Why? Because yes, anybody else could do this. Yep. And and what sucks, the the horrible truth is somebody may come and do it for cheaper. Yep. So if you get in a call, if you honor it yourself first, they won't have to dishonor you getting somebody else for cheaper or getting somebody exactly. else in general. Exactly. Undeniability. Because that's the reason why you get the first call. Any of us get the first call is because you've done something undeniably amazing in whoever's calling you's eyes where they're like, when they get it, when they hear, oh, I need a keyboard player. I got to call Justin. Why? Because Justin's on time. Um, he asks all the right questions before he gets to rehearsal so that when he gets there, he knows what's going on. If he got to bring his gear, he'll bring his board. But he's going to ask, do I need a board? <laughs> if I don't need a board, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But you, but in this game, it's big on how you start, how you come in. And mm-hmm. you ain't got to come in. You ain't got to come. The other thing is to my to my brothers and sisters, you don't have to come in thirsty and desperate. If you got the call, you don't have to be thirsty or desperate. Mm-hmm. Please understand, somebody else got that call too. It doesn't mean that they were any better than you or any worse than you, but they probably didn't say yes as fast as you. It doesn't mean you're still desperate. It just meant that your yes came a little faster. That's it. Right. And in, like I, I was talking to Carrie Marshall uh, last and just understanding that yes that we do give people should come with honor and it yep. should come with consistency. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All those things should be should dwell within that 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 yes. And just really honoring yourself because right. please also understand the reason why I called Justin is not because it's just Justin's playing, because Justin's name is good. Your name is everything in this industry. Definitely. I mean, our name is everything in the world, but especially in this industry, mm-hmm. bro, you already know. <laughs> we know some cats that can play people up under the ground, but they can outdo I mean, everything we do. But you hear the bro, name and you're like, ah, do I want to deal with that? <laughs> bro, I could even say from moving here in 2011, bro, I, you know. Two, well, I moved here in 2010, but my career started in 2011. Before that, I was able to go to all the LA sheds. I was able to see all the drummers and all that type of stuff and and developed a lot of relationships with these guys. But it's crazy and baffling to me that a lot of these guys aren't where I would have thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And I don't I can't even I can't even tell you why it is what it is. But 
your name is everything. And you have to understand, like, first impressions in this industry are very important. Even the way that you come in rehearsal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might like to drink, but I wouldn't go to rehearsal drunk. Right. <laughs> Wait till they turn up in rehearsal. And even then, I would not advise you to do that because exactly. it's still your name. Because if the wrong person walks in that room and sees you and everybody else acquainted with it, depending on where you sit on the priority board, the, the, the smorgasbord of that situation, you still may look the worst. Yep. So you have to be very careful. But man, you unlocked a lot of a lot of conversations, bro. <laughs> and I greatly appreciate it because this is what levels to this is. It's not just necessarily explaining the level we're on, but just the space and where we think. Right, and right. and the, the development of what we went through to try to understand where we are today and why we are where we are. And um I say all that to say, bro, thank you for answering my calls. Yes, thank you for texting me back. Thank you for showing up for my church during COVID. I mean, literally, if if y'all, <laughs> you play at my church some way, somehow every Sunday. Why? Because they're fir the first, the countdown of the church is you playing us playing a song wow. from the from streaming so you literally <laughs> i probably owe you some pack some back pay for that <laughs> but i mean the other thing that i mentioned in regards to you being a unicorn is and i was talking to paul cornish about this but you everywhere that you go and everywhere that you play man like you don't play just because it's a job or it's a gig you play for yourself first you mm -hmm. play to enjoy what you create first Mm -hmm. um even when even when we're dealing with people that don't know what they're doing don't know how to explain what they're saying you still you i i love playing with you because you challenge you always when you're around good people like you it doesn't allow you to slump it doesn't mm -hmm. allow you to get too lax it doesn't allow you to to get off course it's like you know what if i can look over at justin and he still he still he still he's still in the moment let me stay in the moment and that's the other thing, man, like you have an amazing heart. Your playing skills are through the roof. Like, I can't wait to see what God does with you. And um, I, I know I say this all the time, bro, but I'm so thankful that God allowed us to cross paths, man. Like, you can't get rid of me. Um, <laughs> Same, bro. <It's> <laughs> we talk about it all the time. It's not just all, for the podcast, y'all. We we say this to each other personally all, all the time. I promise. All the time. Like yeah, you got yeah. to because we're living in a day and age, man, where we're losing not just people, you know, family and friends. We're losing musicians. We 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 losing people. We man, we losing rappers. Whether it be to COVID or whether it just be to to life and death itself, it's crazy. So Bye. I love you, man. And um, thank you for doing this today. From all thank the you. technical difficulties, you didn't stop. Because <laughs> right. I was like, he ain't gonna do it. <laughs> no, it's all good. Thank you, bro. Honestly, I'm telling you too. Thank you. Indeed, you indeed, indeed, man. Well, this is Level to This Podcast. We have the special, the special guesting of Justin Dees. You can catch him on tour with Charlie Puth. And when I tell you it's an amazing show, amazing uh, musicality, and you you gonna enjoy the show. So definitely check this man out. Follow him on Instagram. 
uh I I, I want to say follow him on Facebook, but he he be really giving he be giving it out. If you follow him on Facebook, you know what I'm saying. Justin is another Justin on Facebook, but Facebook is really where we can be really us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the stuff that you be saying on Facebook is stuff that everybody wish they could say. And I pre and another thing, I appreciate you for saying the real stuff. I appreciate you that because you got so many people scared of being honest. Mm-hmm. You got you got a lot of guys who will stand in your face and talk shit behind your back. And you know and you know the shit that they talk. But I appreciate you standing on your stuff. Um and being just an amazing brother, man. And um I love you, dog. Love you, bro. Appreciate you, man. This is Levels to This Podcast, season one, episode five. And we will check y'all back. If I if nobody told you they loved you today, just know that I love you. I appreciate you being here and we'll check you later. Peace out. Peace out.